Welcome to the Sales Hunter Podcast. My name's Mark Hunter. This is the 100th episode today, right now, of the Sales Hunter Podcast. Hey, today we have a very special guest, Dave Brock. He is dealing in sales innovation and sales acumen, which makes it extremely powerful because the subject today, how not to use AI to prospect. The show begins right now. You're listening to the Sales Hunter Podcast with Mark Hunter, where the focus is to help you as a salesman sell with confidence and integrity. And now here's your host. Today, the Sales Hunter Podcast reaches a milestone, 100th episode. No better person to have on it than Dave Brock. Dave Brock is a master at sales. His two areas of focus sales, well, not just sales innovation, innovation, company innovation, and business acumen. And let me tell you something, that gives him a powerful front seat in this whole world of AI. And this is this episode is going to make your head spin. Dave, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mark. This is, I mean, well, AI is kind of... Uh, Hitting every everything that we see, every newspaper, every article is all about AI and particularly Chat GPT and the wonders of Chat GPT. So it's really exciting and it's it's fascinating to see how much, I mean, pure garbage we're able to develop. Hold, 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 hold. wait, wait, wait. You, okay. Garbage? Gar come on, come on. I, I thought Chat GPT was supposed to set the world straight, enlighten all of us. Did I did I miss a memo? Yeah, have you looked at your inbox recently? Uh, yeah, I have, and and I also read your LinkedIn article you posted yesterday. You are controversial. Well, well uh, thank you. I'm trying to stay ahead of the trouble I caused, but uh, anyway, is is you know it's become the fashionable thing. It's what the cool kids do, and you know if if your feed on LinkedIn and on the social channels is anything like mine. I, I'm just inundated with hints and tips and tricks and manipulations about how ChatGPT can uh, generate prospecting letters. You know, I can do a, a thousand pros personalized prospecting letters in 15 minutes. Um, you know, I have business acumen. I can get into, you know, what really drives a CFO or CIO or whoever it is my target customer is. And they can give me personalized letters about, you know, what they care about. And most of it's trash. It, it is trash because A, it's dated. I mean, I, I find it's dated. And, and, and B, it's so generality. It's like in your example, yesterday you talked about, you know, a prospecting letter to a to a telecom CFO. Yeah. And man, it was yeah. elementary as can be. Well, I mean, and, and it's funny is, is I was reading an article by Devin Reed. He's uh, head of content at Clary and he has kind of a similar opinion. He says, what we're able to do is, is create bad impressions at scale. Yeah. And Wait a minute. That's a drop mic moment. Bad impressions at scale. I love that, Dave. Thank you. Well, that's Devin. Uh, well, I just you, Devin. I just copied him, but but it it you know what it is is these tools are very powerful, but I think we're trying to take you hit the easy button and use them in the wrong way. So we're using them for frankly mediocre 
um, uh, prospecting letters, I look at chat GPT prospecting letters and I said, you know, salespeople are just as stupid as chat GPT. They can generate <laughs> stupid prospecting letters as well. Or, you know, like yesterday I talked about, um, you know, as people are talking about business acumen. And so I went into chat GPT and said, you know, tell me more about what CFOs are concerned about. And then I said, well, tell me more about uh, what CFOs and technology are, are concerned about. And so I kept drilling down into industries and they told me terrific things like they're concerned about financial, financial management, budget management, cash flow, you know, and I said, well, gee, this is business 101. This is rocket science, isn't it? Yeah, really amazing. Yeah. Shocking, yeah. shocking. And, and you, you think of that and say, how do I write a nice prospecting letter to a CFO, uh, say the CFO at Verizon, and I say, hey, tell me, I understand you're having some challenges with financial management. Is that going to catch Tony's attention? Is he going to say, wow, Dave, you came to me with a lot of insights or even worse. Imagine Tony getting back to me and saying, what do you mean? Go deeper. Mm, now we're right. right. We're not equipped to have those business conversations. Right with our customers right hey great question here just came in chat letters are flat but many sellers can barely write so if it helps a seller come online faster then it has value uh pros cons on that i you know is 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 frankly I, I, the content is pretty mediocre i i've seen and i've occasionally used chat gpt to give me a starting point and then what I do is I, I take that and I look at it and say, how do I tailor it to the specific person I'm trying to send it to, to the circumstances? You know, I look at and say, this is happening with this company. And let me take and, and add a few sentences, maybe at the beginning, maybe at the end, that are specifically relevant to uh, those um, uh, those cust those customers, and we have plenty of tools, AI-based tools, in fact, that give us those insights. So, again, I see using chat a lot of times as this starting point. The problem I see most people doing is they're using it as the end point, and so they're generating mediocrity, general types of non-inspiring content, and they're inflicting that on customers by thousands. Okay, that last 53 seconds of what you just shared, absolutely valuable. Because I, I believe, I, I use ChatGPT to get me started, but it's not the end game. Yeah. And, and what I find amazing is, a lot of there's been a lot of tools out there for a long time. A lot of deep dive search engines and tools that can really get you content, very, very meaty content. And yet somehow we just gloss over and rush to the newest tool. It's like the shiny object syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And never stop to really learn how to use it. And then there's another shiny object and we run to that. Whoa. Wow. wow. Well, and we aren't, we aren't using the tools, AI-based tools that are already available to us that give us, you know, alerts and insights about things that are happening with our customers. Uh, issues that we might want to engage the customer about because we see they're having a challenge that we can help them address. Um, yeah. You know, so... 
I, I, I love where this is going and we're getting some good chat coming on here. I'm getting, trying to get a, a few of these comments up there. And the comment now is true if you have the skill set us as seasoned sellers have, but young reps struggle. So it might be obvious to us, but is it not to them? I think it says you got to do your homework and stay in your lane. Well, I think Bentley is really raising a, a really important point here. And I won't, won't, won't lay this on sellers. I lay a lot of this challenge on management and sales enablement. We need to be equipping our sellers with the business knowledge and the business acumen to start really understanding these issues. So if our target, you know, if our, our target personas and our ICPs, and I'll keep using CFOs as an example, is, you know, teach me a little bit about what CFOs care about, what their jobs are, what they do, and, and those kinds of things. Tell me how I should engage them in a conversation. So that's what sales enablement should be training people on. That's what managers should be coaching uh, young sellers on so that they can start having more relevant conversations. Oh. And then if, if the people aren't having those conversations, well, then that's an issue with the seller. Yeah. See, ChatGPT is an educational tool. It, 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 I, mean, I mean, that's what I've used it for a lot. L last night, I was in a conversation regarding lease um, contracts leasing contracts for commercial property. Very complex. And there are some very complex terms talking about. And I, I, you know, I'm following along and this is great. This is great. We got done. I jumped on chat GPT and began using it to really educate myself because I knew I was going to be coming back and probably have another conversation with this group again. Yeah. Well, I use it uh, as a debate partner is I use it. I, I go in and say, Here's my thinking about this issue. Identify five holes in my thinking or five things that I should be thinking about that might cause me to have a different opinion. Yeah. yeah. And we go back and forth on that. So there I'm educating myself and sellers can do this. Yeah. You know, sellers can, uh, you know, dive into this and, and use it as a debate partner, almost a, 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 a pseudo call simulator to say, you know, what is big, you know, how are they going to challenge me? What should I be thinking about? How should I be engaging them and get deeper into this thing? And, and again, chat provides you very good stuff. It's not specific. I mean, this morning I was just testing it. I was trying to say I'm making uh, for a real call that I'm making later today is I, I was trying to say, give me the top five performance issues this company is facing. And it can't give me that. Um, and all, fortunately, I have other tools that, that have already told me that, but I was trying to validate it and get some insight. So it's that specificity that chat tells you I can't do that and, and is important to us. But people still are, are leveraging these tools, I think, a little bit too blindly and, and complacently. Well, I, I think this this is one of the keys because we think chat GPT gives us license that we can prospect or sell in any industry possible. Mm -hmm. You know, a, another comment here, you know, you know, one of my customers has over 8,000 sales reps. The problem is business acumen at scale. Totally understand that. But that's why we got to stay in our lane. We got to stay absolutely tight. Like this, this example I was telling you about last night, I'm not into commercial real estate at all. I, I, I'm, I'm on a board. I'm on a board of directors. Yeah that's looking to acquire 
some new property. Yeah. And as a board member, I, I feel I need, but I'm not selling in that space, but I'm using it to educate myself. Now, one yeah. day I may have a customer in that space, but it's not my ICP. Stay in your lane. Why is it hard for salespeople to understand this? So, so um, again, I think part of it is, is again, kind of a leadership and training uh, uh, problem is, is that we toss a lot of this critique on at the feet of salespeople, but they're just doing what they've been trained to do and what they're being coached and, and, and told to do, you know, so, so sales management in sales enablement has the responsibility for giving them the ba basic skills. And then sales, uh, sales management has the responsibility for coaching them in their execution of these things. So it, it's really critical that we do those things. Um, we just had, uh, I think it was Bentley just had the question about, well, uh, you know, my company has 8,000 salespeople. Well, you know, I, managed a very, very large sales organization with thousands of salespeople at, at the time. And we went really deep into business acumen and that was part of sales enablement's job. Uh, uh, whether we were selling to manufacturing or technology or financial services, the people in those, those markets were very, very deep into business acumen because that's how they connected with the customer. Customers want to know people who understand their business and understand their challenge and can connect with them effectively. And we aren't doing that. And that's why you see, you know, failures in outreaches, failures in initial conversations. You see win rates. Um, you know, I see win rates these days in 15 to 20% where I used to fire people when their win rate went below 30% um, and so on. So, so, these are the tools that help us, tools like chat and other AI tools help us do this. But as sales enablement and sales managers, we aren't helping our sellers exploit these in the most impactful ways possible. Now, you bring up a very interesting point. I'm going to get to in just a second, but I want to alert the audience. May 24th, Dallas, Texas, in person or online, Sales Logic System. This is the program that I put together with Meredith Elliott Powell where we're tackling this whole world of chat GPT and putting the humanization back into sales with a very simple three-step process. Join us. We'll put the link in the show notes, but join us May 24th. But you bring up a good point here because right now we see chat GPT being used at the top of the funnel. I think the greatest value is not only at the top of the funnel, but kind of just as a guidepost all the way through the sales process. Do you see that? Or do you see, see? I, I see that again using Chat GPT as say a de debate partner or a coach is, you know, in our last meeting, we came up with these issues. A customer has these concerns. How should I be talking to them about these things? So I could use it kind of in my call planning and my call execution. One of the things, and, and I'll shift topics a little bit, is we kind of arrogantly say, well, this is something sellers are going to exploit a huge amount. But have we ever thought about our buyers exploiting this? And, and in fact, I did an experiment a few weeks ago with ChatGPT. I said, I'm in the market for a sales enablement platform. 
what should I look for? Who are the top vendors? And I, I start, and it came back to me. It said, these are the issues you should be looking at. Here are the questions you should be asking. Here are the top vendors. Here's the ratings and rankings. And I said, well, I'm really looking specifically for these functions. And it said, oh, these two vendors are the best in doing that. And so part of, part of what I worry about is we're so, you know, you know, hot and lathered about how we can manipulate our customers and engage customers with this tool. Our customers are way ahead of us. They're already using this tool to self-educate and make us unnecessary and irrelevant. Yeah, because because the the customer is really pretty smart. I mean, the, and, and studies have continued to show us that the customer would really prefer not to use a salesperson. Yeah. Because eh, we unfortunately have screwed up a two-car funeral. Yeah. And my feeling is right now we're almost screwing it up even more. Great question here. AI and sales is relatively yeah. new. Give it a few years, it's going to get refined. I'd say give it a few months, it's going to get refined. It's I've seen it, I've seen chat uh progress immensely just since I first saw it the first of December. How do we guide sellers when to use it and when to use their human skills? Well, here I'll date myself a little bit, and 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 all is I I have I do a lot of business with some of the telecom uh, uh, companies, you know. And in the old days, there was this kind of last mile methodology, and it said whoever controlled the last mile really was the most important thing. And that's when you looked at the Verizon's, the ATTs, and so on is the last mile question was the most important because that's where you got up close and personal to the customer. And, and I think what all these tools do, all the tools that we've had for years in selling and, and even these AI tools, what they miss is the context, the situation, what the human being at this moment in time is facing. And that's the great connection point that sellers have is that, that I see that when I'm sitting down, I look at the body language. I look at whether the person's distracted. I look at the situation that they're in right now that they face as a performer and I can bridge that gap none of these automation tools will for the foreseeable future be able to be situationally personalized and contextually relevant to Mark Hunter at this point in time and what he's concerned about. And that's the, that's the true power and differentiator of great sellers. That's the holy grail. And, yep. and I don't think, I mean, as much as we like to think it is, I don't think that shark is going to get jumped anytime soon. That is years away because yep. the, the human element, because, you know, I, I can go online. I can get all this. I, I can do all these profile. There, there's websites out there that I can get into and, and they'll give me all this incredible background on Dave Brock. But that's just background on Dave as to what they can scrape off the Internet. I get on a phone call with you. You can behave totally differently because hey, right. I don't know what's happening right now with you. And I've got to understand that from you. I got to have that conversation. Exactly. And, and I think that so much of what we miss about the real differentiation, customers, and you and I have, have both seen all the data, customers can self-educate. They can go to websites. They can use chat GPT 
to start screening alternatives and so on. But when it gets down to up close and personal in me, my buying teammates, my company right now, I have to bridge that gap. And the, it's the only person that can, the only thing that can bridge that gap is a human being, a seller that connects effectively with that. And then we, we think of this is largely emotional, even with complex B2B type purchases. It's, we tend to make decisions with our heart first and rationalize it with our mind. How do we connect and show people that we care? That's and how do we help reduce that fear and develop their confidence? That's a human to human kind of interaction. That really is a great, comp, you know, until purchasing uses AI to buy from AI, you know, I, I think that's already happening. I mean, for years I dealt with Walmart. And their purchasing system is strictly online and it interfaces yeah. with the suppliers. And all that data is being processed and it's being processed down to weather, down to volume trends by store, down to all these nuances happening. And it's communicating with my computers in terms of truckloads and, and weight and size, cube, all these sort of things. And how is that truck going to be loaded? When is that? All that is, that's been going on for years. We have yeah. really seen we really had AI in the marketplace a lot longer than we realize. It's just kind of coming to the forefront. That's what I think it is. Well, we've had AI in the marketplace for years and years and years. And we've had, you know, analytic tools even before that that have helped us. You know, what I see in the very short term um, is that AI on the buyer side and AI on the seller side, my bot will chat with your bot. Um, will take the majority of transactional, low-risk type kinds of opportunities and fully automate them. And there's been a lot written about how those will be fully automated. And it's better for the customer. It's better for us. And now you say, well, where do sellers, where are sellers needed? And it's in this very complex fast changing world where people are doing things that they've never done before, where they are facing challenges and needs to change their business and they've not done it and they need help in understanding it and making those decisions with confidence. And again, that's the spot. That's that little spot. That's the most important spot. It's the last mile in telecom terms that that has the greatest impact on customer success and buying decisions. Well, it is. And, and, and again, another example I'll use, um, I, I fly a tremendous amount and being top tier status, uh, flight will get canceled. I mean, I, I was sitting on a plane one time. We were sitting at the gate. Flight got canceled. Before the flight attendant could come on, I already received the update. I received the update yep. and it was already booked onto a different flight. Now that's AI working its magic. But here's what I find very interesting is that AI is using what it thinks is right. But hmm, my own human skills, my own human knowledge shows, wait a minute, I know there's another flight leaving. I can do this, do this routing. If I can get out to that, if I can get to that gate agent or get my connection to go fast enough, I get rebooked on that flight and I can override AI. Human skill, human interaction. Well, it's kind of like driving around with your GPS is, you know, is, 
is there's so many times I my I wish my, my I think my GPS is trying to say, are you going to pay attention to me because you're not paying attention to the directions I'm giving you, but I have to know a more fun way or more scenic way that I want to drive. Uh, and AI is the very same thing is is that we're going to adapt to what we need to do. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, what a great conversation. We got to wrap up the show here in a minute. Comments keep coming in. Uh, this is absolutely, I mean, to have you at the be the guest on the 100th episode of the Sales Hunter podcast. Thank you so much, David. Hey, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, uh, read my blog and, and through comments on my blog, partnersinexcellenceblog.com. Or you and I see each other hanging out on LinkedIn all the time. So uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. It would be a pleasure to talk to, to more people about this. Yeah, we will get your website, your blog page link dropped into the show notes when the Super. show goes live. Because I'll tell you what, you, you are very, I, I love it because you don't hesitate to call out the elephants in the room. That's, <laughs> that's what I love. In fact, you... Um, you wake up every morning saying, hmm, there's another elephant. I think I need to call it out. And uh, you call an ace and ace and a spade a spade. No, I, I just want to thank you so much for inviting me. This is such an exciting topic. And I'll continue to be writing and commenting about it and learning as well, because there's so much uh, we can leverage these for. And I'm so privileged to be on your 100th broadcast. Thanks so much. for And congratulations. And thanks so much for inviting me. Well, now we'll see if we get to 101 after this one, right? So, anyway, <laughs> yes. yes, we will. Anyway, hey, with that, we want to say thank you for listening to another The Sales Hunter podcast. Absolutely great to bring you two shows every week. One, a short one with just me on a short insight, about eight, nine minutes. And the second episode, a longer one with an interview with a guest like we've had here today, David Brock. What is The Sales Hunter podcast? It's your place to get actionable insights. Actionable, hmm head-twisting, mind-numbing, real-life-thinking ideas to help you sell more efficiently, more effectively. That's what the Sales Hunter podcast is all about. I'm Mark Hunter, the Sales Hunter, and this is David Brock. David, say thank you to the audience. Thanks so much, everybody. Hope this was uh, gave you some insights and some ideas. I know it did, and we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Take care.